Hey, this is Steve Heitner, and lucky you, you're listening to the T.C. Martin Show. Uh, that's gold, baby, gold. She's got electric boots, a mohair suit, you know I read it in a magazine, oh, Benny and the Jets. <laughs> I did not hear this version last night. I heard the original version, but I don't mind that one as well, too. There it is. Bill Cartwright still cannot believe that I'm an Elton John fan. Uh, that's it. That's, that's, I'm versatile. I'm telling you. Plain and simple. All right. Our musical choices, our guest today have been phenomenal. Steve Sachs played the drums for us, had played on stage with the Beach Boys. All right. Trevor Maddich in the band while he was at BYU and uh, later played the guitar. The big seven-footer plays the guitar. I've seen him play the guitar. He's not that bad. So, since we're talking music today and talking about Elton John concert last night, we must ask our next guest, the UNLV head coach Kevin Kruger. And, of course, we've talked music, music choices with him in the past as he's been part of our song show fest. But the question is, does Kevin Kruger play an instrument? Can we get the drum roll, please? We are waiting with bated breath the answer. Kevin, do you play an instrument? No. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> did you DJ back in the day? Uh, did I what? DJ back in the day. <laughs> um, no, not not a big. Uh, my mom's side is a little more musically inclined. My dad's side, and I think I got more of that. Uh, not so much on the music side. There it is. Okay, see, we, we thought you'd make it a clean sweep today. These uh, hidden talents of our of our great guests. He can be our lead singer. Oh, Kevin can be early. We have our band. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there you go. He can sing Stand By Me. There it is. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. That'd be perfect. (laughs) You want to build out a few bars? I think you actually did before, didn't you? Last time we we actually had you, you, when you went a little country on us. I think you actually built it out. No, I did not do any singing. (laughs) Oh, that's right. That was your dad. No, that wasn't him either. Uh, Yeah, I doubt that too. (laughs) How you doing, buddy? What's happening? Oh, I can't complain. Just getting ready for game number one on Monday. I know. Southern Jaguars. The Jags. I always love the Jags uniforms, their colors, you know, that kind of light blue and, and gold. But uh, I think you guys got a, a distinct advantage, Kevin, when it comes to, you know, playing on the hardwood. But I'm not sure, and this is, you know, no disrespect to, to UNLV and the fine band that they have there, but if it was a band competition, I might have to lean towards Southern. Yeah, I I would understand that. I know they've got a they've got a, a good reputation for uh, entertaining uh, halftimes and 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 a very good band. That is for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, man. So let's let's talk about you know we've talked that you guys have been back in practice here for I guess almost like you know going on a, a month here. Uh, tell us uh, how the workouts have been going. Tell me what what you've liked so far. Uh, workouts have been good. I think, uh, you know, what we really liked is just kind of the, the cohesiveness and how the guys are continuing to just learn and play together. And then I think we're getting more and more on the same page as the staff with the group. And uh, they're definitely ready to go play somebody else. Uh, we've had two closed-door scrimmages, which were really good for us. But I think we're definitely to the point now where you guys want to get out and play uh, play someone else under the lights uh, with the fireworks in, um, in the Thomas and Mac. So the last time you, you were on the court together, you went through those three games that you played in Canada. Uh, talk to us about the 
the progression that you've seen or the differences just in that trip in those games as you get ready for Southern on Monday and the practices that you've you've had here as you're like ramping it up here? Yeah, I think we've had a really good progression from Canada. You know, in Canada, we we use a lot of different lineups. We had uh, a lot of different looks and and I, and got a lot out of that trip. Not only with the practices, but then the three games uh, in Vancouver, and then you know just taking those into the fall practices to get ready for the season. I'm I'm just I'm happy with how much the guys have progressed just uh, continuously from from the start back in June. All right, I'm very intrigued uh, this season because for so many reasons, but this is a little bit different. You got eight seniors on your roster here. You got uh, several fifth year guys as well too. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think this is the most experienced UNLV team that we've seen here, at least from an experienced standpoint of, of guys that are older guys. Would you concur with that? I would. I mean, the way we we don't necessarily look at it as eight seniors because of the COVID year, right? Um, though you know, of course, they're different guys. You know, like Bryce Hamilton had another year, but he had graduated, wanted to move on. Um, so every guy's situation is unique, but we've talked with a lot of guys and, uh, that have that extra year, and and uh, it's not necessarily certain that they're going to leave. Uh, and so, so we don't really have to worry about you know the mass exodus at the end of the year as of now. But to your point, I think uh, yeah, I think having those eight guys that are in their fourth year or fifth year is a uh, is a great kind of starting point. And you know, having guys that were relied on night in and night out. When you talk about EJ Harkless and Eli Parquet and, and Lou Rodriguez, three of the older guys coming from, you know, Oklahoma, Colorado and Ole Miss respectively, uh, you know, they were counted on every single night and every day in practice to, to, uh, to perform and to be a, a leader. And I think that's one of the things that we were really uh, happy to get out of the portal was, was like I say, guys that just, they were counted on every day. You you mentioned you guys coming from these different programs and good programs too Oklahoma Colorado Ole Miss you know West Virginia what has the response been from those transfers that are now kind of you know settled in here at UNLV I'm very curious uh, about what they think of of just the way not only the way you run things being part of the UNLV family but just you know the culture and everything from those programs and those cities compared to being here in Vegas. Um, I, I mean, I think hopefully they're enjoying it and having a great time. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, and uh, like most guys in the portal, they're just looking for a little bit different of a situation. And so, uh, but I think at the same time, this is a group that can compete for an NCAA tournament bid. And, and that's kind of what uh, collectively that's been a, a, an understanding on both sides from staff to players and players to staff uh, from day one of the recruitment process. We know as – a young head coach that you, when you get that first opportunity, that first job, you're very excited, but we also realize that you are basically taking over someone else's recruits. And obviously with the transfer portal, and we've talked about this before, it is totally different now than say it was five, even 10 years ago. But you know, now you're kind of like really starting to recruit your own guys and get your own guys, even though you did that in your first season, but talk a little bit about, the comfortability there about now really kind of shaping your roster the way you want to, instead of saying, well, I've, I've got to use these guys because I don't have enough time to, to, you know, recruit, you know, seven, eight or nine guys. Talk a little bit about where you're at with that now compared to when you first came in here. 
Well, I think, you know, like, like you and I have talked about in the past, uh, you know, the portal, I think, allowed us to be competitive last year. Right. Um, you know, bringing in 10 new guys uh, was, 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 I think, difficult for anyone and everyone. But at the same time, I thought we really lucked out in how good of guys they were, high character and uh, upstanding citizens, you know, guys that UNLV were proud of. But at the end of the day, when you look at the programs that have had more and deeper success in March, and not just the Final Four teams, but you know, even the teams that are that are kind of have been the constant in winning games in March. If you look at their roster, more times than not, their core group was together for at least two years. And so, to your point about just recruiting and 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 combining that with the time, if you you know if we can get this core group to to stick together and just continue to build off last year and build off this year going forward and the following year and following year. I think uh, I think the foundation is being set for something that can be uh, that can kind of have a sustained success. UNLV head coach Kevin Kruger joins us. Kevin and the squad getting ready for opening night Monday at the Thomas and Mac Center, seven o'clock against Southern University. What do you like best about this team? What you've seen so far? I like the competitiveness. I mean, if you come watch a practice, you know you're going to see guys. And not just the young guys that are, you know, running around kind of figuring things out, but you're going to see fifth-year guys, fourth-year guys that are highly competitive and, 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 high, and just competing and, you know, just dog-tired at the end of every segment and before, you know, getting a break and then getting back out there. So I think that, that gives us a, a good level of security just in terms of starting point and starting the season if we – because I'm very confident that every night we go out that we're going to compete and we're going to, you know, give a, you know, give ourselves a, a chance to win every every time we step out there. And that's, you know, like I said, I just think that's a great starting point for any group. Bryce Hamilton, you mentioned him earlier. He shouldered a lot of the scoring load in his time here at UNLV, especially last year. Is there that kind of guy on this team, or is this more of a balanced? you know, scoring approach and, and balanced scoring threats that you have this year? Well, I think we definitely have the opportunity to be more balanced. I think, uh, you know, last year's team, we had a lot of older guys, but they weren't uh, as experienced in terms of minutes. You know, when you talk about Royce, he just didn't get a lot of opportunity at Texas. and But he had a phenomenal year. It didn't take away from his year, but um, he just didn't have a lot of, uh, of minutes and opportunities and reps at, at Texas, where I think is. The, probably the bigger difference in this year's group is the number of guys that are coming in from another school where they just logged more minutes and just had more of an opportunity to, to be out there every single night. And while Bryce, you know, losing 23 and nine conferences is kind of glaring on paper. I, uh, and of course I'm going to say this now, you know, we haven't even started a game, but I hope, <laughs> I hope uh, that they can, we can be a little more balanced throughout and, and have different guys step up each night and kind of be a little harder to prepare for. All right, talk a little bit about E.J. Harkless. Uh, what are your thoughts on him, and what do you want fans to know about him? Well, you know, I obviously love him. You know, you know, old ball coach signed him at Oklahoma, so yep. uh, he, can't, he can't be too bad. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean, he's, he's fun to be around. He's high basketball IQ. He thinks the game almost to overthinks it at times. But, you know, he sees things out there. He, he sees the way the game's going, how it's being played. Um, but I think it, he's just a really good overall basketball player, 
and he's secure in that. You know, like he hasn't stepped out here with a group of guys that are new to him and, and felt that he had to score a whole bunch or felt that he had to be a bully or, or anything like that. He just kind of he kind of watches the game and, and blends in with it. But then when you look at the end of it, uh, I, most times he, he has a pretty good night. And uh, he does just a lot of things that help you win games. Hey, you mentioned the old ball coach. Obviously, we're talking about your dad, you know, Lon. Now that, uh, you know, mom and dad have moved back here, has he been spending a little bit more time at practices with you? And what, what how, how are things going with him? Yeah, you know, being retired, he's uh, a, a lot of days he's able to come up, catch a little bit of practice, and we'll talk for a little bit. And But he's really involved uh with you know coaches versus cancer right. and a lot of groups with the uh, you know X's and O's of success here with DJ Allen, so he's still involved in a lot of things. He's uh, but I do think sometimes he's got to scratch that practice itch, so he hops on over and catches a little bit, and then then goes on his way. <laughs> do you ever turn anything over to him and say, hey, you know, come instruct a drill or any of that nature, or or have him talk to the team? Uh, no, I ha- haven't done that. You know, that's why you know between. You know John Cooper, Barrett Peary, and and Jamal Williams. Right. You know we got three guys that are that are uh, what I think as good as it gets, and and uh, so we haven't done that yet. But what I am able to do is bounce a lot of stuff off him that uh, maybe goes unnoticed in terms of just off the court. You know how how would you handle this? How did how should I do this? Uh, budget time, uh, marketing. You know getting out in the community. You know yeah. th- those types of things that. Um, aren't just as simple as X's and O's, but maybe he really noticed early on in his career or, or that he did that could just help me be- better budget my time so that I can be around the guys or and hear for the guys as much as possible. Right, and you know, we we all know this too, including himself, that he's he's not one of those guys that actually, you know, wants to do that either. And I don't think he even would, you know, maybe do that. I mean, you know better than, than anybody about that, but I know a lot of people thought, oh, you know, hey, Lon's, you know, going to be here and he's going to be, you know, uh, uh, you know, you know, you know, seeing things and you know maybe participating in this and that, but that's not what 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 he wants. And I know that he he you know wants you to uh, to to stand on your own, and you've got a great staff like like you mentioned. But obviously, that's natural with a lot of you know fans here and UNLV boosters. I'm sure they kind of think that. But uh, it, it, the only reason I brought that up is because you know, like you said, he goes, hey, you know, he might be scratching that itch a little bit now that he's retired and everything. Maybe he's spending a little bit more time at the gym and uh, and. Again, I mean, hey, how cool is that to have him around? And and if he if he notices something and he wants to speak to the team, like I, I'm sure you'd probably be fine with that as well, too. No, absolutely. I mean, he's still. I mean, he might be my dad, but he's still my mentor. Yes, and yeah. uh, you know, he's still somebody that I can. I just probably have better access to him than most people. But uh, yeah, I, I like your idea that if yeah he he's involved, and if the fan base and boosters, if they want to. If he's involved and it doesn't work out, let's just make sure he gets uh, his part of the blame as well. <laughs> there you go. Good stuff. Non-conference schedule. Okay, you got Southern on Monday. Then you got Dayton, Southern Illinois, Washington State, Hawaii, Southern Miss, and USF. Now we just did have we just had the big seven footer on, and he's already got the date circled. You know, coming here for USF. Uh, against uh, UNLV. We know you guys went there last year, and we kind of had a little fun with that. And he did want me to pass on a message to you. Uh, he did say that, uh, you know, you know, Kevin knows that we we're probably going to come in there uh, and, and beat him down, but uh, that's okay. But he said, mad respect for you and mad respect for the Rebel program. But he did want to, you know, let him know that, hey, they're coming to win. 
<laughs> well, I'd, I'd hate for his ticket not to work. Right. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I really like our, our non-conference schedule. You know, opening with Southern, they're predict, uh, projected to win their conference. I mean, you're, you're playing a game on night one that's against a team that's used to winning, um, that's expected to win, that's going to walk in here expecting to win that game. And then, like you talked about, Dayton's a top 25 team. San Francisco finishes in the top 25 last year. Uh, Washington State finishes in the top, I think, 30 last year, 35 last year. So uh, I really like our schedule and the way the way it's played out. And then, of course, the road games, um, the neutral games with Southern Illinois, potentially Minnesota, Cal Baptist, and then and then San Diego uh, as well. I think it's just it's a really good, challenging, and fun non-conference schedule. And these are winnable games as well. I mean, these are good programs, as we know. There's a lot of history within these programs, and I think you know again they they are very winnable games for you. And it's going to be you know a great barometer to see where you guys are at. You know, as you head into January. Well, no question. I mean, that's the the non that's what the non-conference yep. schedule is for. Challenge yourselves a little bit and mm-hmm. and get it hopefully figured out by uh, conference time. All right, final couple of things here, Kevin. Uh, the coaching comfort, where you're at uh, as we sit here today, uh, biggest things uh, that you have learned, uh, you know, first couple seasons here? Um, I think just continuing to learn how to best budget my time so that I can you know, be a, a, the best coach and the best mentor for the guys, but also be good husband and father as well. I think it's just a, it's a constantly changing process, but it's a great place to do it. You know, Vegas is, I've always said, it's the best city in the world, so uh, you know, I, I couldn't be happier to be here and, and continue to learn and figure this out because I think the uh, not just in UNLV sports, but just sports in general in the city, I think are they're all on the rise. Of course, with the Aces and what with what Lindy did last year, but I think uh, you know people are starting to be you know a little more present at, at sporting events around the city, and I'm hoping to see that for the Thompson Mac this year as well. We're looking forward to it. Uh, get your tickets. Uh, go to the UNLV website uh, and get purchase those season tickets. Great deals going on right now. And the home season starts Monday night against Southern, 7 o'clock, UNLV in action against Southern. And then we mentioned those other opponents that will be rolling through the Thomas and Mack Center during the non-conference season. Of course, Mount West Conference play will take place in January. So we are looking forward to all of that. Uh, you've been watching the World Series. What are your thoughts so far? And, and give me your pick. I'm going with the Phillies. Of course you are. Phillies. I, knew, I knew that. So, I mean, not just because, you know, <laughs> where they're at in the series, but you know, Bryce Harper, Bryce Stott, I mean, Got it. Got to support the Vegas guys. I got. I got to go get my Philly shirt. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I can see. That. Oh, it's red. You know, so you'll you'll fit right in. Get yourself Philly's hat. Reddish. Yeah, reddish. There you go. There you go. Kevin, I appreciate the time as always, my friend. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you at the Thomas and Mac. Of course, uh, having you on uh, probably even more so than we do in the off season. That's always fun as well, too. But uh, again, man, brush up on the music because you know we're going to hit you up with all that stuff. You never know what we're going to hit you up with, as you know. Will do. Will do. (laughs) Take care, my man. Appreciate you. All right. Have a good one. There he is, Kevin Kruger, the head coach at UNLV. All right. So, Numchuck's got some notes here. So, what did we learn today, Numchuck? Music, music, and music. Yeah. Okay. We learned that Steve Sachs does not necessarily play the sax, even though he has sax in the morning, his podcast, available on all the major podcast platforms. But Steve Sachs plays the drums. And you heard it here today. Playing the drums live. Played with the Beach Boys. Trevor Maddich, of course, played the trombone, played the guitar. The big seven-footer strums with the guitar, but really doesn't want to have anyone else hear him play. 
And Kevin Kruger plays absolutely nothing. He sings. He sings. He's our lead singer. There it is. All right. So you want me to ask the people, name that band. I was going to say, like, let's do a Twitter post or t- a Twitter tweet you. Uh, yeah. Okay. And give give away a pair of tickets to something. Okay. At the Westgate. If we had to name the band, if name the band, and the best best band name wins. Best band name wins with Steve Sachs, Trevor Maddich, Bill Cartwright, and Kevin Kruger. There you go. What would be the good the good band name? I can't even think right now. I know, right? <laughs> there's two. There's so many good ones. So many good guests today, and as always, this is what you get Monday through Friday, two to four p.m. You miss any part of the show? Go to the website at tcmartinshow.com. Check out the interviews, the current interviews, the classic interviews. The show will be up there from today if you missed it. The hilarity, of course, with Steve Sachs, Trevor Maddich, breaking down the college football games this weekend. Bill Cartwright talking, of course, music in the NBA and UNLV talk with Kevin Kruger. Go to the website. Check it all out. Again, tcmartinshow.com. Back at it again tomorrow. We continue. Sam Gordon will join us tomorrow. Scott Spritzer as well. Talking about handicapping the games this weekend. Of course, recapping game number four of the World Series tonight. Phillies and Astros. Phillies up two games to one. Looking forward to game number four tonight. We're back at it again tomorrow at two to recap it all. Elton John. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much for letting me share this with you. Didn't think I was an Elton John guy, did you? Love it. Great farewell tour last night at Legion Stadium, his last concert in Las Vegas.